0: just hoping to lose weight or hoping that that surgery is the answer is not the is not the way to go about life you can start fixing that right now start healing your relationship with your body and self-love right now
1: hi and welcome to the endo Bay podcast i'm your host chelsea Bree. i'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog bomb. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the EndoBabe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endo babes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey. With more confidence in the belief that you too can have More good days than that. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hi, babes, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Babe Podcast. Today is an extremely special episode. We have Johnny Agresta, who's just an all around amazing human being, wealth of knowledge, little badass, and she is basically the staff registered dietitian in all of my group coaching programs, one-on-one, everything. And I'm so excited to have her here to share her brain with you guys. (laughs) Welcome, Johnny.
0: Yay. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to serve your humans in another capacity, in another way.
1: Yeah, 100%. Me too. Um, so for those of you to, that don't know, let's just kind of dive right in. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you here?
0: Yeah. So I'm a registered dietitian. I'm personal trainer. I have been in the health industry for going on 11 years at this point, And I really found a passion to help change the health of society. And I had lost my father when I was super young to um, a nutrition related disease, a health related disease. And I basically made it my mission to help other people get extremely, really freaking healthy and happy. And so I dedicated my life to nutrition and fitness. I have degrees in exercise science, a bachelor's degrees in nutrition and dietetics. I have almost a full master's in sports nutrition. Um, I have experience as a clinical dietitian And I was a health coach online specifically for about a year where I helped women really overcome their binge eating struggles, where I helped them heal their relationship with food, lose weight, and really just step into a place where they actually love themselves and made changes because they love themselves and wanted to live a long, healthy life. Um, And then the weight loss and the abs and getting really strong and jacked and lean was just a plus. So that is what I did and now I'm currently a business coach but still absolutely love to talk about health.
1: Beautiful, I love it. I love your whole story. Thank you. And I'm so excited. So today we're kind of kind of be talking about like the intention and mindset behind nutrition changes, right?
0: Yeah, so today we'll give you definitely some we'll probably go through some nutrition tips around endo and such. However, today it's going to be really teaching about the implications, how to implement it, how to actually take action, how to generate a long-term change in your nutrition habits. And you can use this across so many different, um, the tips that we'll give you today, you can use across so many different goals that you might have, um, whether it's any intentions for exercise, whether it's any intentions um to change uh, or decrease the amount of pain that you have, anything literally at all. So it's going to be super epic. I'm super excited.
1: Yeah, me too. It's going to be an amazing podcast. Welcome and let's hop right in. Yeah, um, yay! So let's kind of talk about because one thing that I notice a lot with like my clients and just women in the industry in the community, right, is a really harsh relationship with food. Like they can't trust their body or they're super Mm. nauseous all the time or they even vomit a lot, you know? And so it just like makes this, our relationship with food really hard.
0: Mm. Yeah. I totally understand that. And the thing is, is that our relationship with food is a direct reflection of how we feel about our bodies. And I know you deal a lot a a lot with this in your one-on-one group coaching program or your one-on-one program in your group coaching program and all of your programs because when we try and make changes out of hating our bodies we don't stick to it for very long if we're in pain and we're like ah i'm in pain i can't do this we automatically want to do more of that thing because it's just the way our brain works yeah. And it's like telling yourself, like, I can't have the cookies. I can't have the cookies. I can't have the cookies. Don't think about the cookies. Don't think about the cookies. And then all you do is freaking think about the cookies. And then we tend to give in and say, fuck it. And we go in and eat all the cookies. And then we're like, next time I won't. And so that initial thought process of I can't have the cookies because I'm in pain, or I can't have the cookies because my bra- my body is broken, or I can't have the cookies because I feel fat – is the thing that is a stimulus that we need to shift and we need to set the intention. If I want to have the cookies, I'm going to have the cookies because it's going to make me feel good as opposed to I can't, or I'm not going to have them. because It's going to make me feel good either one because we can have some cookies. Um, but ultimately switching the reason why we actually make the shift or are trying to change is the way that we actually create long changing, especially nutrition habits.
1: Yeah. 100%. Your why is so important. And I mean, I teach on this a lot in my, like my one-on-ones and again, group coaching, like the abundance mindset, because if you're constantly thinking of everything that you can't have, like Johnny said, you're going to want so much more of it. Yeah. And when we have so many restrictions on our diet, like no gluten, no dairy or whatever it is that triggers your endo, because it's different for every woman, instead of being like, oh, I can't have those cookies, be like, well, I can have gluten-free cookies. Yeah. You know, it's just like that simple little switch that makes you f- go from feeling like a million pounds on your shoulders, right? To feeling like, oh, I feel so much better. I'm like not going to binge and eat all of those yeah. cookies and then feel like shit.
0: Yeah. Going into more of the cookie conversation because yeah, everybody right. loves cookies, <laughs> obviously. Um. <laughs> Part of it is like definitely the mindset around the reasoning why we're denying ourselves the cookies and it's also how we were brought up and our relationship with food is our relationship with food and then endo as that extra layer because like you said there's a lot of restrictions and that does differ for everybody so it's really important to figure out what that trigger is for you and to have somebody to work through to actually help you implement those changes and that's why having some sort of a support system or having a coach will actually really, really help you over just Googling all the shit. Because if you Google all the shit, you're going to say, oh, crap. Okay, I'm stuck having ice cubes. Like I can't have any cookies and I can have all the ice cubes in the world. Like, yay. Right. And that's not a, that's not necessary. Number one. And number two, your relationship with food has been your relationship with food for 30 years, 20 years, however long you've been on this earth for, right? And that starts from when we were a child, how our parents used to not have cookies in the house. And then all of a sudden we want all the cookies or, Um, how, when we found out that we had endo, we, you know, didn't have any cookies in our house and therefore we're just like, okay, well, I guess at this point I can't have any cookies. So I can't have the gluten-free ones. I can't have the vegan ones. I can't have this. I can't have the dairy-free this. And then so when you're around it, again, you just want it more. So it takes a lot of deep dive work into every person who's listening, everybody's individual triggers and where that relationship with food was really cultivated. And so going about it alone is a great way to continue to stay in the same position. And so it's just a lot easier to get help. It's a lot easier to have support and to have somebody to go to who can help you figure out where that initially stemmed from and help you create the layers of your restrictions for endo so you can feel good, not because your body's broken.
1: Right. Because that's the goal is so that we do all of these things for our endo, so we can feel good not to punish our body. Right. And it's so important, like you were just saying, going and like looking back at like where that all is stemming from. Because once you yeah. can figure that out, you can decide if you actually want to believe that belief or if it's like some old conditioning that you got from your parents, like Johnny said, the no cookies in the house. Right.
0: Yeah. So there's so many layers and having endo just, it does make it difficult. not in a bad way. It's not bad. It's actually a beautiful thing that you can get the help that you need to feel better. You know, we can always look at it as like one way, oh, my body's broken. Oh, it's attacking itself. Oh, this, oh, that. And we can always look at it as like, okay, this is the reality. What am I going to choose to feel around this? And having a coach just makes it that much easier. Having a support system makes it that much easier to conditionally change the thing that you've been conditioned to think because if it's in your head for 30 years, 20 years, 50 or 60 years, it's difficult to undo. But that process can be undone solo, but it goes quicker having a coach yeah, you know, having that accountability that. and support and someone who can notice the things before you might be able to notice them.
1: Yeah. It's always nice to have like an outside perspective because sometimes, I mean, like you were saying, we have all of these like beliefs conditioned in us and without help, that's a good surefire way to stay in these like cycles that we go in. But that's why a coach is so important and amazing is because it's an outside perspective to like notice your shit, find the shit
0: and show it to you so you can clean it up. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We all have this shit. We all have tons of shit. We all have have shit. How many times can we say the word shit? (laughs) Um, But we, we all do. And it, one thing bleeds into the next. Like your self-love for yourself is gonna bleed into the way that you eat. Your self-love for yourself is gonna bleed into the way that you move. Your self-love for yourself is gonna bleed into are you um, a people pleaser or not, right? And are you gonna make the choice to not have your wonderful grandmother's cookies? Not because you hate her and you're trying to be an asshole, but because you cannot just please her because you know what hurts her. You have to honor your body. And you get to honor your body. You don't have to, but you get to. It's a choice. And little switches like that is stuff that I know Chelsea really, really works on. And I know you really, really work on with your clients because little things of like, I need to do this. I should do this. I have to do this. feel shitty, but I get to do this. I can do this. I can make the choice to eat my grandmother's cookies or not. Um, is really empowering and it goes from this like night, like you said, that like heavy weight on your shoulder like, I can't do this, I can't do this, I have to do this, to I get to do this. And it's just so much fucking lighter, you know, it just gives you that light, airy feeling of like, oh, I actually have control over this. What? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and it just makes it so much more fun, right?
1: Like going through life with like shoulds and coulds and
0: have to, yeah. just
1: like fucking sucks. And I'm all about the fun, so.
0: Yeah, fun. And like, we don't want to live our lives like what if? Like, what if we made that decision to uh, work with a coach? What if we made that decision to not eat the cookies instead of eating the cookies? Like, what ifs make us feel regretful? Mm -hmm. And we have a choice every single day to do the things that we know are going to make us feel better. And when that intention is related to just feeling better, then we can actually stick to it. There no, nobody changes because they feel like they suck.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say, you can't hate yourself into feeling better.
0: Yeah, no, it just brings your energy down. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same with weight loss, which I know we'll do a whole nother episode around. And I know you focus on that as well. We have a whole module coming up for you guys in Chelsea's one-on-one program um, where you guys will get me and my knowledge about how to actually lose weight. And make long-term changes with endo specific for you guys because it's very very specific and um, you guys deserve help in that area. But it's like if you try and hate yourself into changing because you feel fat. Besides the fact that fat is not a feeling, it's like you actually just have fat tissue. It's very different, right? But that comes from shifting our mentalities, and so having that support is is fucking key and doing it because you actually love yourself and you want to have fun just brings up your energy so much more around the habits that you are trying to change yeah and that's so 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 key right everything bleeds into everything the way you talk to yourself the way you wake up the way you snooze your alarm clock the way you don't actually get your steps in right Mm -hmm. all of that is from self-love and if you're not showing it in one way and you're not investing in yourself to actually get you out of pain it's a lack of worthiness And that hurts. It hurts to say I'm not worthy to get the help that I need. And the thing is, you are. It's that conditioning of somebody telling you that you're not worthy or where you develop that story because you were hurt in the past and, oh, I wasn't worthy of that relationship. Mm, That's where the lack of worthiness comes. And so if you are in pain, if you know you need to make these changes, but you can't seem to stick to it, we have to switch that intention. And having a coach is going to help you just switch that intention so much quicker.
1: Right. And actually get results a lot quicker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the worst feeling to be in is like, I'm doing all the things and I'm not seeing results. And then we just get frustrated. Yeah.
1: Or like, I've done all the things I've tried all the things I've had the surgeries and the medicines and I'm still in pain or I still have like all of these, this shit on my shoulders and I can't get it off, you know?
0: And then you just feel like you're stuck with it. (laughs) More shit on the shoulders. More shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, having that ability to just pull yourself out of that negative spiral of like, well, that didn't work for me. Well, I just binged on all of that. So fuck the rest of this day. And Oh, mm-hmm. I got the surgery that I was waiting for, for six months, plus Corona, pushed it off another six months. And now I'm still in pain. Like now we just feel like we officially are broken. We officially are not worthy of anything like, okay, well, if the doctors recommended things and it didn't work for me, then nothing can. And the more you tell yourself that, the more that's your reality. But the minute you switch yourself out of that mindset and say, okay, that didn't work. Or it's part of the puzzle piece. It's part of the it's a part of the piece of the puzzle, whatever I'm trying to say. You know the <laughs> <word>. um, <laughs> there's so many more things that go into endo than just medical care, than just the pelvic floor treatments that you guys go through, than movement, then surgeries, then medications. There's so many pieces of the puzzle that go into it. There you go. And one of the hugest things is mindset. Yeah mindset and self-love and feeling deserving of that. I know you do a beautiful job with every single woman that I've worked with in your program has really been able to pull themselves out of that negative spiral and actually get results and learn how to manage their endo in a way that isn't overwhelming. And that's one of the most beautiful things that I see with you working with clients is that you're actually able to get them results because of this mindset shift. And I know that's a huge, huge, huge focus of your one-on-one program. Without that, you cannot actually change.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not possible. Yeah. I oh, love thank that. Thank you so much. I'm like blushing over here now.
0: Yeah. A little <laughs> bit, a little bit. Even with your pale skin you can see yeah. it. <laughs> I'm so white right now. <laughs> but yeah, so like part oh. of it is that, mentality around it. And the other part is like, don't let yourself go hungry. (laughs) Don't let yourself starve. Don't let yourself not eat because you feel unworthy of eating or like you want to lose weight. Again, we'll do a whole nother podcast, but we won't go into depth with this one. But when we don't adequately nourish ourselves, right, we have more chances of going into that fuck it mentality. Whether it's around the cookies or around it, something that we know was really triggering for us—high sugar foods, alcohol—we had a stressful day. We didn't, we didn't set boundaries with ourselves, and so therefore we are just like, okay, fuck it. I'll have a ton of alcohol, even though this type of alcohol is the only one I have in my house, and it's making me feel like shit. And I'm going to do it anyway. Right? Those things that cause a greater amount of inflammation, and when you actually keep yourself nourished, you don't have as many episodes of that
1: right? Because your blood sugar stays stable. So that's one thing that we do in like my one-on-one coaching and my group coaching as well is like focusing on keeping your blood sugar stable, like three meals, two snacks, like eat when you wake up, don't starve yourself. (laughs) No fasting.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent. No fasting, no cleanses, none of that. Like your body can function. Your body actually only functions with food. (laughs) Like food is energy guys. Like we have to look at it that way. Everything is energy, but especially food is energy. And when you're not giving yourself that food, your body is going to try and find ways to get around it. And our our entire body's function is off of blood sugar. And if you are not feeding yourself, even if you're trying to lose weight, your body's going to respond in a negative way by slowing down your metabolism, by making you cranky. Right by our organs can't function, like our brain can't function. That's when we get that foggy brain, and then we get home and we eat the whole damn kitchen, even if those damn you know gluten-filled cookies are there. We're just like fuck it, I didn't eat a lot today. This is what it is, and that's not a lack of willpower. It's just a lack of adequately nourishing yourself.
1: Yeah, like you can't (sighs) willpower your way out of. Bad, like a blood low blood sugar. What am I trying yeah, to say?
0: Yeah, like it's you don't have a willpower to control your body's function. Your mm-hmm. body's function is your body's function. Your subconscious controls it. You don't control it on a conscious level. You're not know, like, oh, my blood sugar is low. Let me produce more blood sugar in my body. No, your body actually does it by itself, which means you have to complement it by giving it food. That's your job. Your body will do what it needs to. And in turn, you will sacrifice feeling good. And if you don't feel good, you're not going to make good choices. And that is the whole point of everything that we are trying to do in this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, oh my God, 100%. And I feel like just having like food control and control around food is a big thing for my clients, right? Because mm-hmm. they go, they starve themselves all day and then yeah. they come home and like, eat the entire bag of chips, like eat literally everything that's in sight. And then they're sick. Yeah. And so like having to retrain that and like work on the mindset and the intention behind that. And if you're severely under eating, like slowly bringing up your calories to maintenance before dropping them down to lose weight. Like there's so many little things that go into it. That's why having the support is so important.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent. And switching that mindset from like, I can't have this to what can I have? Yeah. That abundance mindset that you preach in your program, like it's so important because there's so many foods that we can have. And if you're just looking at everything that you can't have um, or that you're choosing, we're just going to remove that word can't, that you're choosing not to have because it doesn't make you feel good, then having the support to find things that work for you, that find ways to nourish your body using foods that taste really freaking good because you can have things that taste good. You don't just have to have like chicken and broccoli. Like that's not, that tastes awful. Like, and salsa, here you go. (laughs) Like that's awful. (laughs) Nobody
1: likes that. It's not fun.
0: It's awful. Yeah, so don't do that, guys. We love you. Don't do that. You love you. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, having that abundance mindset is key. And I know you work a lot on doing different recipes and we'll be mm-hmm. giving a lot in uh, the um, modules that people get as a one-on-one client of yours, um, as well as learning how to like balance your plate, as well as learning what you can really eat in a way that actually makes you feel good. Yeah, so you can good. switch that mindset from, I can't have this, to, holy shit, look at everything I can have. Yeah,
1: and then it's comes from a place of like keeping yourself well nourished and something that, um, you talk about when you, she comes in and guest coaches in my, um, group coaching program is the foods for your body and foods for your soul. Right. I love, I love that mindset. Yeah. I know. Everybody Everybody. loves it. It's like a huge head. Everybody's like, Oh, it's like a light bulb goes off, you know,
0: yeah. It's like nourishing your body versus nourishing your soul is what I call it. Because I mean, like your soul like is your body, but that's besides the point. These are just terms that I've come up with over the past years that I know really resonate with people and hit home. And it's like, it's not bad or good foods, or I can't have this and I can't have this. It's what I'm choosing to have at this time. And it might be a few gluten-free cookies, because gluten-free cookies make me feel really good and cookies taste really good right? And so that's going to be nourishing your soul, like something that just makes you feel like uplifted in the moment. And when people talk about food, just being like, Um, fuel. Like, yes, it's fuel. And we are also emotional beings. Like we are not a science experiment. We go through Corona. We go through struggles with our husbands. I know you deal a lot with like how to communicate about your endo and how to say what you need and feel worthy of that and not hide behind the pain that you haven't been able to communicate that with your husband or your partner or whoever it is so that you can actually feel really good. Right. And so all of that goes into really your mindset around why you're making the change right and how you can actually honor your body and so any instance where we get emotional as human beings that have been conditioned to look at food as that food is not just fuel like it's energy but it's not just fuel we look at it as emotional comfort And that's not something that you can like undo. It's a human thing. However, noticing the triggers that are causing you to do that and having support to guide you through that trigger and then not look to food. And when you do look to food, having that food control because you have all the tools is what's going to improve your relationship with food. Not just saying like, okay, well, I won't look at it the next time. I won't look at those cookies the next time I fight with my husband. Or the next time like I have sex with my husband and it really freaking hurts and I didn't communicate with that, I'm going to look to eat the whole bag of chips. Like That's not a conscious thing that we are doing. You're not aware of that association. You're just randomly in the middle and you're like, okay, I need this. And I can't stop. Right. So just telling yourself I'm going to cut it out is not a, cut out the emotional eating because food is fuel. Is doesn't help anybody. It just doesn't. I did it for years, but that's what I was taught. And it doesn't work. You're an emotional human. And we have to look at it as food that nourishes your soul and having that food control, knowing the triggers, dealing with the triggers and the food takes care of itself and learning to nourish your body and not starving it and learning to have proper portions that actually stabilize your blood sugar so you're not starving and binge and get hangry and get angry and all of those things that cause us not to feel good and then not to love our body and then that cycles into not treating our body well right Right. not working out not looking cute not doing something to our hair even though like i completely look like a hobo hair right now quarantine Quarantine. (laughs) but it's like everything feeds into that Mm -hmm. and just hoping to lose weight or hoping that that surgery is the answer is not the is not the way to go about life. You can start fixing that right now. Start healing your relationship with your body and self-love right now. Yeah. You don't have to wait for you know that doctor's appointment where you're going to reassess your medications. Like you can actually do that now, and the medication can complement it, and your mindset can complement the medication. There's no one puzzle piece. There's so many pieces to this endo puzzle, so many pieces to our human being puzzle that we have to be able to address all of it. And mm-hmm. yeah, okay, that's my rant about nourishing your body versus <laughs> nourishing your soul.
1: <laughs> no, it's so true because you have to make these choices from a place of loving your body and nourishing your body and wanting to help your body, right? Instead of these places from like being so angry at your body for being broken and having endometriosis and being in pain and fuck my uterus, fuck my endo, blah blah blah, whatever, I yeah, roll so I hard. hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not you can't. Yeah, like you can't heal you can't heal a body that you hate. Yeah,
0: but and, we do it all the time with everything. Yeah. You know we hate ourselves for this, so we want to change, and then mm. you don't change because you can't hate yourself into changing, and so also knowing where else that comes into play in your life. It's really important and empowering as well because you're like, oh, wait, it's not just food. I'm not just broken with food, which you are not broken, but that's what we tell ourselves. I don't like that terminology. You're not broken, you don't have to be fixed. However, that, there's that interesting thing again with food. There's that interesting thing where I'm shitting on myself in the mirror whenever I put on these shorts. There's that interesting thing where all I'm thinking about is my pain throughout the day as opposed to trying to move through it, right? We self sabotage ourselves into continuously going down that that spiral. That's yeah. hard to pull ourselves out of.
1: It totally is. And instead of being like, oh, I'm going to have such bad pain today. And then you're constantly looking for pain, like thinking about your pain. So then your yeah. pain is high. And so then when it shows up, you're like, oh, I knew I was going to have a bad pain day. Yeah. Right? Like you can actively decide and choose like even if I have a little bit of pain, like it's not going to ruin my day. Like I can acknowledge it and give myself grace, realize this is just part of the journey and I'm still making choices to make myself feel better, right? Like how much better does that sound or feel even just like saying it? I just feel like so much lighter.
0: Yeah. Well, even with business, I work with a lot of clients and mindset is a huge piece of this and it shows up in business as well. Like, um, for example, if somebody had a launch go and they tried to sell a product and they sold two out of 10 of the people that they hope to sell, they automatically go down this negative spiral of, oh, I suck. Oh, nobody wanted this product. Oh, I should not have done this. Blah, 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 blah. Instead of saying beautiful, I'm helping two people. We can always look at the beauty in what it is that we are having a choice around. Right. And we can either sit here and focus on the pain or focus on the fact that we quote unquote only had two people, even though it was two amazing humans who invested in us and themselves. When you invest in anything for yourself, you actually invest in yourself. You don't invest in the coach. If you choose to invest in Chelsea, which is a beautiful option and you, you aren't just investing in her, you're investing in yourself because you feel worthy enough to finally get the help that you need, that you want, that you are craving to live a more fulfilled life. And so focusing on all the positives around it, as opposed to, I'm quote unquote, losing out on this much amount of money, like you're worthy of that amount of money because number one, you're actually going to spend it somewhere else. Let's just be real. Number two, you're actually gaining so much fucking life. Right. Same thing in business. We can either stop and be like, "I suck. I should not sell any more products," or we can say, "Beautiful, I have two more humans. How else can I serve these people? How else can I serve myself when I spend this much amount of money working with Chelsea?" Right. It's a simple shift. One makes us feel really good because we're moving forward. One keeps in in the same position. It's up to you what you want to choose. Not saying you cause your endo or you cause your pain. Absolutely not saying any of that. None of this is your fault. However we have control over our mindset and when we look at all of the positives that we possibly can. Even when things suck, we can keep moving forward because if you just focus on everything that sucks and nothing's going to help me, then nothing will help you because you're not going to be changing anything.
1: Right. Cause that's what you believe and like your thoughts or your behaviors, follow your thoughts. Right. Yeah. And so even though like you can choose to look at the positives and choose to acknowledge the pain. That doesn't mean that you're disregarding and only being positive, no negative energy, but that just means that you are choosing to move forward.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent. The same yeah. thing with any, anything. And if we stop because we feel like we failed or we give up, that's the only time in which we actually don't see results. The only people that don't ever improve, whether it's endosymptoms or anything else, it's because you stop trying. Yeah. And you owe it to your body because you love yourself. You're living in your body. You cultivate the experience you have in your body. Yeah. Right? And you can manifest and you can focus on creating more of that positive, positiveness in your life. Positiveness. Positiveness. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Beautiful. One, like one of the things that I have my clients do is like logging their food and their symptoms and then being able to look back nine weeks, 10 weeks, whatever, 20 weeks and seeing how far they've come. Like what were their symptoms and the food that they were eating, like, and how are they were feeling about their body at that time at the beginning? And now how is it? And they can look back and it's just like so important. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. Cause I mean, what I've noticed, like with my coaching, is like, sometimes you feel like you're, you're not getting you're not doing enough or whatever, you know, like, and then when you can look back and see how far you've come, you realize, holy fuck, I've done so much. And that gives you more momentum to keep going.
0: Yeah. yeah. A thousand percent. We so often undersell ourselves. Yeah. I had this conversation with a client beforehand and she was just like, I feel like I don't know this. And I feel like I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And I was like, this is exactly what we've been doing. And this is exactly what you've been doing. She's like, oh shit, it is. Right? So, in addition to like actually doing the things of logging your food and consistently reevaluating, it's not about being perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. It's about noticing and improving every single day, every single moment, every single minute we have a chance to change our thoughts. It's also about acknowledging how much you actually do. And we get so focused on everything we don't do. And that's a great way to keep hating ourselves.
1: Right. Just like we were just saying, like looking at all the things that you don't do and you should and could and have to, whatever, like all of those are red flag words and they're going to keep you stuck.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent. And being able to focus on everything you are doing only perpetuates more good feelings And then makes you continue to take care of yourself, continue to make the better choices that you actually really want to in the first place because you know it feels really good and nobody wants to not feel good.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's a hard
0: shift to make.
1: It's so hard. And I mean, it's hard every day. I mean, I still have to like go through this like abundance mindset thing in my head because my fucking favorite thing in the entire world is fake cheese nachos from like a A baseball stadium, you know, like the plastic cheese. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh. And even at work, like the other week, they were selling that with nachos. And I was like, oh, I should just have a little bit. I was like, no, it's going to make me feel so shitty. Like, I'm going to feel so much better if I don't have it. So, like, how
0: does that compare now to? when you were first starting to shift your diet was it harder when you were first start? not that it ever gets easy it just does get easier. It gets easier but how does that compare to when you were first changing your habits
1: it was really hard at the beginning because i mean while well, i was at my wits end this was like the last straw like yeah. i had two surgeries lupron like i was still in so much pain and so i was like fuck it i'm just going to try this and within like three weeks of not being on gluten, like my pain tremendously, like felt mm. so much better. Right. And, yeah. but still like everybody around me was still having gluten. And so I'd like have a bite here or there and then I'd have pain. Yeah. And then I'd have a bite and like have pain or I'd just say, fuck it. <laughs> Cause I was drunk <laughs> yeah. and I'd have the pizza. And then the next day I'd be fucking dying, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And now because what was that, fucking 2014? It's been so many years. Um, Now I can just like mentally walk myself through it. Yeah. I mean, the urge and want is still there. It doesn't mean that it's going to be gone, you know?
0: Your plastic cheese apparently tastes good. (laughs) It was
1: so good, but I haven't had it in so long. So it probably would actually not taste great now, you know,
0: right? (laughs) You taste, you'd be like, this is fucking plastic. But yeah, it's about, imagine if you had that support to move you through that that mindset struggle that you kept having every time you would have a little bit more every time yeah. instead of like having somebody to go to and say hey last night i got really drunk and i ate my my plasticky cheese and today i feel awful C- coach can you help me with this yeah like that's the point like guys we're not saying you can't do it on your own
1: but it will take it'll it take a longer. faster.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just going to take longer. Like as long as you are willing to do the actions, having a coach is actually going to help you do it. If you're hoping that having that coach is like the thing that's going to make you want to change. No. Mm-mm. If you're actively trying to change and you are actively trying to Um, do all of the things, you just need somebody to help you when you struggle, then having a coach is going to help you. And if you're trying to do the things and it's not working, that's when a coach helps you. But if you are considering investing, whether it's in Chelsea or just anybody else, if you expect that external thing to change your internal without you doing work, it's not going to help. So I know you're opening up enrollment for your one-on-one this week or last week, whenever this podcast goes. And if somebody, if one of you is considering listening to us or watching her on Instagram or anything like that, in investing, like if you are somebody who's going to take action, that's your answer to actually invest. If you're expecting for Chelsea to take the action, Chelsea's not going to be able to take the action for you, right? If you want to figure out how to manage your endometriosis, if you want to figure out how to manage that pain and how to actually feel good, then having someone to help you through it when you are actively willing to do the shit, that's when you should invest. So if you have a question of like, well, is this actually going to help my pain? Well, it is if you're going to do the things, if you're expecting to invest and it's not to do the work, it's not going to work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So yeah, no, you go. I was just going to go back to, um, planning what works for you and noticing your symptoms. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch upon? Um, Maybe not. Not,
1: I've not that I can think of right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when it comes to logging your food and symptoms, the important part of that, again, like we said, is not to have perfect days. It
1: Mm. just doesn't. Yeah. No,
0: nobody's perfect. Yeah. But it's about being able to reflect and pull yourself out and being and saying like, okay, well, that's why that shit hurt today. And next time that comes up, I'm going to reflect back on that day right now when I'm in pain and say, remember how awful you felt Mm -hmm. eating the, uh, uh, plasticky nachos, (laughs) fake cheese nachos. Yeah. (laughs) And I deal with the same thing. I am vegan for hormonal reasons and I'm gluten free um, because I get massively constipated. And I also get mouth sores. I get aw- awful GI issues. Um, they put me on laxative, put me on all this medication. And they called me crazy, kind of similar to like what they diagnosed you guys with, which is apparently craziness when you like are still in pain, which is so <laughs> like vulnerable. actual pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I used to struggle with the same thing. We're like, oh, I'll have a little bit here and then I'll have a little bit there. And then every single time it just hurts you. And so it's not about having, not having those desires. It's about knowing what to do with them.
1: Yeah. It's about acknowledging them and being like, oh, there's that thing again. Yeah. Like I really want the fake cheese nachos, but what's going to happen if I have that? And it, am I willing to put up with those consequences? Yeah. I'm not, which is why <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> you know, how much it fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you get a lot of work to move through that. And that's why yeah. you develop the process that you do with your clients is exactly. so that they get through it quicker because being in pain, guys, it's just Sucks. I mean, I don't have to tell you. We don't have to tell you. You know. No, you know. Yeah. So log your food and your symptoms and reflect every yeah. single day, right? And finding a plan that works for you is one of the number one things that I recommend. Sec, I guess tertiary, tertiary to having a better relationship with food and logging your food. Because mm-hmm. you can notice patterns there, and then finding a plan that works for you is one of the most important things. Because then it just decreases overwhelm. Right. It decreases like, oh, okay, well, this helped Karen over here, and then Google over here said to do this, and then this over here, and then it's just like, oh, how am I gonna do any of this? Because all I'm stuck with fucking eating is ice cubes, and all I want is my is my uh, cheese, yeah. is my plasticky cheese, right? So. Having that feeling only contributes to the lack of abundance mindset that you have, which is then going to make you feel like shit because now you're making choices out of everything you can't have circling all the way around, right? To the beginning of this podcast, right? So being able to have a plan that works for you and having guidance and figuring out that plan is also a big thing in terms of nutrition and just any, any changes that you're going through with endo and any change you're trying to make in your life.
1: Right. Well, I mean, finding a plan, she said, that works for you. And I think that's so key because it's every single woman with endometriosis needs a different healing plan. Yes. None of us have the same triggers. I have one client that's allergic to tomatoes. I have one that can have like a teaspoon and be fine. Like ah. some can have coffee, some can have tea instead. Like everybody is so different. And that's why you can't follow the endo diet. I fucking hate that diet. It makes me so mad. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, like I have when Chelsea initially asked me to come on as her staff registered dietitian, we were not taught anything about this in school. We were taught a lot about the human body. We were not taught about endometriosis, at least in my schooling. And I went to like 10 years of schooling. Um, so we were taught about inflammation and what causes inflammation. And we were taught about so many other markers that directly correlate with uh, relationships between your guys' struggles and nutrition. However, that endometriosis diet is not a thing that is taught. However, it's a thing that is made, I don't wanna say it's made up, it does have some science backing it, but there's no one diet that when I did research, when Chelsea asked me to come on, when I did research to try and find what would actually improve your guys' life. So I called back Chelsea and I'm like, Chelsea, there's no definitive definitive recommendations that I can give your people other than figuring out what they want to do with themselves Mm -hmm. and figuring out what makes them feel best and figure out what their triggers are and that's exactly what we teach about in her in the module in her one-on-one coaching in her group coaching etc cetera, etc cetera. so we help you actually find a way to navigate all of these different triggers that could be present that could that could Good. be present in your body yeah because not every there was no re- definitive research about a gluten-free diet there was no definitive research about no caffeine, no alcohol, no this, no that, even though those things do contribute to inflammation. One right. of the other main contributors to inflammation is having a, bo- a higher body fat level. Does that mean that everybody that is overweight or obese has endometriosis? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why saying that everybody needs to cut out of gluten for- gluten, for- gluten, is like a thing. Most people mm-hmm. might have to, and yes, having a lower body fat level might help your inflammation, However, it also directly feeds back into your mindset of I'm doing enough to gain a better relationship with my body. I'm feeling better in my body because I'm actually dealing with these triggers. I'm feeling better in my body because I know what to do. Part of like actually achieving your goals with endo and any goal in general is like having a strategy and following through and the mindset. And if you don't have those two things and they don't feed into each other and you're not acknowledging everything that you're doing, it's not going to work. Right, Being able to have that plan that works for you, being able to log your symptoms and knowing why and how you're changing the things as you're changing is so important and not following just whatever Google says.
1: Please don't do that. Google will tell you gluten-free, dairy-free, paleo, keto, vegan, raw vegan, endo diet, literally have nothing, live on air.
0: And there is no... Like I said, there's no research that supports anybody having to go through every single step of those, even when they have implemented that. It still has, the the research compares people who have endo and they put them on one specific diet and the people who have endo and they follow a completely other diet and everybody's results vary. Everybody's results vary to the point where anybody making one conclusive recommendation is completely false yeah. because there's no recommendation that can be generalized for you and the next person and the next person. You are your own unique individual. Mm-hmm. And that's what we help you figure out in terms of nutrition in Chelsea's one-on-one program, because it's important for us that you guys don't stay in that. Like I can Google things, right? That's what we're actually trained to, to help you.
1: <laughs> well, and I mean, Google is just going to cause so much overwhelm. I I mean, I know for me, when I was first diagnosed, you know, I feel like everybody goes to Google and they're like, uh, there's so much shit. What am (laughs) am I supposed to do?
0: (laughs) And then you're doing nothing. Yeah. Because you're You're overwhelmed. overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. Which is why I built the process that I built. Yeah. kind of cut out overwhelm because I've gone through this, the transformation that I've made in the last six years, shit, well, eight since I've been diagnosed, but it just... It yeah. takes time, and that's why having a coach is so much easier because you don't have to wait fucking six years like I did.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, done in like
1: a year, maybe last yeah. six months.
0: Yeah, and if you are feeling better in your body, then like keep doing the things you're doing. You know, <laughs> don't listen to anybody else and think you have to go on Google and take the next step. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? And build upon small habits. Again, to undo 30 years or ten years or five years, however long you've been diagnosed, and the habits that have caused these the inflammation in your body that's causing you this pain is really difficult to undo all at once. It's like going to a new job and then learning everything on the first day and then trying to do everything that first week. It's like you're gonna fail and flop like a fish out of water. Like it's just not and it's the same with our body. We don't have to do everything at once.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> interesting. Like that's one of the main mistakes that I see a lot of my clients and women make when they're first like trying to figure out their health journeys. They try to do it all at once, like cut out all of the things. I'm going to run five miles a day. I'm going to get my life back. <laughs> yeah. And like a day in you're like so overwhelmed. You just stop doing everything.
0: Yeah. And also like life happens. We are emotional beings we are not a science experiment. So even if there is research, which there is some research, is none that's 100% conclusive, which is the story of any sort of research besides the points, um, that even if there's research supporting one thing, you have to be able to make it work for you or else you won't be able to stick to it. It's not that you are wrong or you are broken or you have no willpower. It's that you are not making the changes appropriate for you. Yeah. And if we you okay. were, they would be a lot easier to maintain.
1: Right. And like making them fit into your lifestyle and making them fun and make, break them into small little bits so that you, it's easier to stick to. Like there's so many like tools under my tool.
0: Yeah, I love all of this. Oh my goodness. Okay, so so far, let's recap before we go through the last few things that we want to share with you. Um, First, we have to address your relationship with food. You get to address that relationship with food because if you do not have a better relationship with food and control, you will not be able to make any changes. So we have to address that first and foremost, right? We also have to keep ourselves well nourished make sure you're not going hangry throughout the day. If on a scale of one to 10, which again, we go over this in the nutrition module in Chelsea's program. If on a scale of one to 10, one being like you're hangry as fuck. Like you're going to eat your damn arm if you don't eat and you're like about to pass out and crash your car. And like 10 being, I am so stuffed. I am so uncomfortable. Right. And you- Yeah, and you get down to that two or that one, guess what? You're not going to have any control, even if you're trying to make the proper gluten-free changes, even if you are trying to make the proper alcohol changes that you need to make. Right? So we don't let ourselves get like that. Don't do that. (laughs) We look at food now as nourishing your body versus nourishing your soul. And we look at it abundantly as everything we can have and allowing ourselves to be emotional. Right, and some action steps for you guys to take away from this is set your intention of how you want to feel. If you want to feel well nourished and have food control, then set that intention. I want to go to bed this evening with my head hitting the pillow, saying, "Wow, I ate enough today. I ate really well today. I ate my vegetables. I got my protein in. Right? I limited the amount of uh, processed carbs I had." Or to process food or sugar. I didn't eat anything gluten-free. I feel so amazing, confident, knowing tomorrow I'm going to wake up. If we can go to bed with that mentality and tell ourselves, wow, I'm going to feel so good tomorrow because the choices I made today, you're going to have way more better days than bad days, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, it's like going to bed and be like, "Ugh, I'm so dreading waking up tomorrow. Guess what? When your alarm clock goes off at six tomorrow, after quarantine probably, you're going to be like, oh, <laughs> this day sucks oh, I wish this, instead you go to bed, you say, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to wake up tomorrow and live another day on this earth. You're going to be like, oh, beautiful day. I'm kind of tired. That was expected. It's 6 a.m. Of course I'm going to be tired. Let's get some tea or coffee or whatever is appropriate for you and let's move on with our life. Yeah. Right? Let's go at it because I feel good. I'm excited to live, right? Mm -hmm. Then, so you're going to set your intention every single day, right? Always make sure to find a way of planning that actually works for you. A food plan that works um that works for you an exercise plan that works for you etc etc and make sure to track your food i know it can seem annoying as shit but you're also in pain which is probably quite annoying as well so which annoying do you want the one that's going to make you feel better (laughs) or the one that makes you feel worse right (laughs) always reflect on that always reflect on your actions why am i making that decision what happened there oh, there's that thing again where I let myself get down to that one or two and I was like dying for food and I stopped and got my... Plastic nachos, oh, that's what happened. So let's backtrack and see where I can make that change, right? And I know Chelsea's amazing at doing that with you guys, and you'll learn more about that with me in the nutrition module. So if you're going to be struggling to make these changes, if you have been struggling to make these changes, we'd love to help you. We just want to be here to help. And if you're feeling amazing, beautiful, then let us know. We want to be here to support you either way, right? And so you're going to take it one step at a time. You're going to take it one step at a time because getting overwhelmed is going to lead us a giant, in a giant circle of like one of those like wind up ducks that just go around and around and around. The ducks. <laughs> you will get there so much quicker if you yeah. take it one step at a time, right? If you've ever heard the saying, um, people, under, people overestimate what they can do in a week and they underestimate what they can do in a year. Yeah. Or, or maybe something like that. Yeah. I I don't, I don't think it's a a week in a year, but like same concept. And it's so true because we just try and go and like head fucking first into everything and I'm going to change everything. And then we change, we change everything for a few days. And then after we're like, fuck this shit. I ain't got on top of that.
1: (laughs) That's not how you build sustainable habits.
0: Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Um, and then so the last thing we wanted to leave you guys off with is knowing your why understanding why you are choosing foods that you are, understanding why you're choosing habits that you are. Again, with that intention to feel good, why is it important for you to feel good, right? If feeling good is not enough, it's not deep enough for you, it doesn't give you that like, yes, I wanna feel good today, then what is? What is that thing? That's gonna make, are you being, are you not being able to be present at work because of the pain that you have? And knowing that eating those cheesy nachos is what's going to make you not be present at work. And then you mess up your work or you have to miss a bunch of days and then you feel stressed about your paycheck and then you feel stressed about your work and everything builds up, right? It's this whole negative cycle that happens. So what is your why? Why do you want to change? Not because my body's broken, but let's find a positive reason. What are we aiming towards? I want to be less stressed. I want to um, be able to communicate with my husband when I'm actually struggling.
1: Yeah, I want to and have more has- sex with my husband because I want to feel sexy in my body. Like,
0: Yeah, and having pain does not make me feel sexy. So I always like to think about, um changes in terms of like what are we moving away from and what are we moving towards you're moving away from pain you're moving away from stress you're moving away from whatever you know your endo um causes in in your life essentially and what are you moving towards we always forget that and i feel like a lot of the women that we work with in your programs really only focus on what are they moving away from and it's never enough it's never enough to keep us going Mm -mm. Right? Because we're moving away from the pain and, oh, this she's going to cause me pain versus, oh, I'm going to feel so much better. Yeah, fuck that. Of course, I'm going to make that change. Yeah. It's really course. different.
1: It's so Never- different. And like, yeah, it's that little tiny shift.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent. Like, again, loving yourself into changing is something that we focus on the programs and that Chelsea focuses on in depth for every single one of you. Yeah. Right? Because being able to detach your emotions from your food choice, being able to detach your emotions from any choice that you, that you make that you have to reflect on or that you get to reflect on, rather, is so important because it's not an emotional choice. Like, it's an emotional choice. Like, do I want cookies or not cookies? But it's not an emotional choice if you're going to have the gluten, if, it, if that's a trigger. It's just not emotional. Right. And when we make it about emotions, it's harder to detach right? But with all the tools that I know Chelsea gives you, especially what we do in the nutrition module, it is going to help you be able to have more good days than bad because you're going to have all of these intentions. You're going to actually understand what works for you. And you're going to be able to detach the emotions from the things you actually need to detach your emotions from, and then know how to deal with cookies on a whole nother level. So like the gluten is one level and then the whole cookies and like the relationship with cookies is another thing. Right. So, we deal with both of those levels. And that's why this program is so transformative if you end up joining. And if not, we hope that you get a monstrous amount of what we talked about today. Yeah. It's a long podcast and super filled with epic shit. <laughs> so much epic
1: shit. This was a great podcast. Johnny, this is like why I have you on as my staff registered dietitian, right? Because it's so much more than just the trigger foods, it goes so much deeper than that. And having that mindset, plus all of the support from Johnny and I and like everything, it just like fits all of the little tiny pieces of the puzzle together. And as you guys have noticed, Johnny's a little fucking badass, like a wealth of knowledge, just like a little encyclopedia. I love her.
0: <laughs> Aww, you're so adorable. Thank you. But yeah, I love being here. Um, we're definitely going to come back and do one specifically about weight loss and you yeah. will get that also in the Um, one-on-one program as well. You get that in the modules that help you set up um, weight loss because as we talked a little bit about today, having extra adipose tissue can be a trigger. Plus it also feeds into how we feel and how we're treating our bodies. Not that we have to feel bad because we have extra fat, but because the way we're treating ourselves that might contribute to that extra adipose tissue that we have in our bodies directly feeds into our mentality of the way we are showing up for ourselves. So that's exactly what we're going to deal with in the one-on-one program. And we are going to be dealing with it um, and addressing it rather rather than dealing with it. So in the next podcast that Chelsea and I will be recording for you, uh, we will be talking more so specifically about weight loss with endo. And specifically how to manage your plate, how to manage your blood sugar, um, and how to really eat in a way that's going to actually fuel your body. And when we look to nourish our bodies and um, part of managing your inflammation is having less adipose tissue. And not that you have to have less adipose tissue, but that could contribute to less pain. And that's one of the main things that we focus on in the program as well. um, Because research is pretty supportive of just inflammation in general related to extra adipose tissue on our bodies. So um, yeah, if you guys want more help specifically for you, Chelsea's program, as well as having me as a registered dietitian on there is so fucking transformative. If you resonated with everything that we've said in this podcast, or some of what we've said, and really want to learn to do it for you because you are ready to honor yourself. You are ready to find yourself worthy enough to actually get the help that you want, that is actually going to make you live a fulfilled life filled with less pain. So you can enjoy the fuck out of your life because you deserve it. And you are not necessarily ready to make the investment because it is an investment, but you are ready to do the work. Then that investment is going to pay off tenfold. And you will be so grateful that you invested in Chelsea's one-on-one program for the next three months of your life, because you will learn how to manage your endo, not just now, six months rather, sorry, six month program. Ooh, that's epic. That's even better. Ooh, your life will be changed for six months of learning how to actually manage your endo, which is going to help you build those long-term habits. You can love yourself again and you can love your life again. And that's exactly what the one-on-one program is for. And so uh, I hope you guys there.
1: Seriously. Like if you have any questions about this, you can yeah. feel free to DM me on Instagram, like anytime, always at Chelsea Bree. C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-A-B-R-I, or uh, you can check out the links in the show notes.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And as you get access to Chelsea for the one-on-one program, you also get access to me via email and I'm always there to support you guys. Um, I'm always loving to help you guys, even though I don't actively health coach, but it still is a passion of mine. Um, so throughout the program, you also get me as well. So for that investment, it's insane yeah. the amount of support that you get. Uh, but yeah, any questions about anything, just reach out to us.
1: Yeah. We're always here for you guys. Ah. Yeah. Yay. This was such a good podcast episode. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you so much.
0: Yay. My pleasure. I love you and I love all of your people too.
1: Ah, I know they all love you too. We all love <laughs> you. We love Fest over here.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see you guys in the next one that we do.
1: Yeah, ladies. We'll see, catch you on the next episode of the End of Babe podcast. Have a good night.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Ah, oh, babes. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, I'd love for you to screenshot it and tag me on Instagram that you're listening at Chelsea Bree. You can also take Johnny at Johnny underscore Agresta, A-G-R-E-S-T-A and Johnny spelled J-O-N-N-I-E. I hope you have a fantastic evening and I'll catch you on the next episode
0: of the Endo Babe podcast.